This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. Each year, the ACLU of Michigan holds its annual dinner to honor a civil rights warrior, someone whose work or life is about insisting on and pushing for equality. This year's honoree is Amy Stevens. She is a transgender woman who was fired when she began working as an openly trans woman. She sued for sex discrimination. She won in the lower courts and could ultimately have her case decided by the United States Supreme Court. Joining me now to talk more about Amy's story and her honor tonight is Jay Kaplan. He is the ACLU of Michigan's LGBT Project staff attorney. Jay, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. And also with us is Amy Stevens, who is being honored at the ACLU annual, annual dinner tonight at uh, the Henry Ford. Amy Stevens, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, Amy, I, I want to start with you, and I, I want you to tell the story that led you to this point. Uh, what happened when you told your employer uh, that you were going to be uh, working there and openly as a female? Uh, what, what was the response? Well, needless to say, it didn't go too well. Um, It's something I've struggled with my whole life, and I got to the point that I had to do something. So I decided to come out to my employer, get it out in the open, and hopefully we could deal with it in in a respectable manner at that point, but that's not what happened. Uh, I presented him with a letter outlining my thoughts and feelings on the subject, uh, stressing that uh, I had always done my best for him and that uh, I would continue to do that, only my appearance would change just a little. And he came back a couple of weeks later and said, no, that's just not going to work. And... That was basically the end of it. He presented me with a letter with a uh, um, package that basically wasn't even worth looking at. Mm. And to me and my thoughts then, you know, this is wrong. This shouldn't be happening to me. It shouldn't be happening to anybody in the human race. So that's when I went to see Jay at the ACLU. They helped me file a complaint with the EEOC here in Detroit. And from there, they did their investigation and found out, sure enough, that it wasn't right and that he he did wrong. And that's where we've been in the court system trying to figure all that out. So, so Amy, I, I want you to reflect just a little on how difficult it was for you to to present this to your employer in the first place. I mean, I want you to talk a little about the sort of personal side of making that decision that that you needed to have your employer accept who you were and have the other people you were working with accept who you were. It's funny you should mention that. I got to a point in my life where I felt that I couldn't go forward anymore, but I knew I couldn't fall back anymore either. 
something had to change. And if that was going to be all there was, then I saw no point in going on. And I had a, a rather life-changing event outside with a friend that um, often presents a permanent problem to a temporary solution. And I decided I've got to go through this. If I want to live and be happy and be myself, this is what I've got to do. So that's when I started writing the letter. And it took several months of writing to get it to the point that I thought it was good enough that it explained what I wanted to say and how I really felt. Wow. Wow. Uh, Jay Kaplan, just listening to that story, uh, listening to Amy recount how that all happened, you know, it, it really does bring into focus this this tremendous challenge we still have in our society that 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 people don't respect uh, people's choices to be who they are, and and that uh, that you can lose your job for for who you are, and it's really important, I think, even in a state like Michigan, uh, where we just elected the first openly gay attorney general, where uh, the case that that changed the law for gay marriage throughout the country emanated from. From, from here, um, it's still important to understand that there are these incredible barriers that people face. There are, Stephen. Um, transgender people, the degree of discrimination, the blatant discrimination that they face daily in their lives, being fired from their jobs, uh, being evicted from housing, being denied basic public accommodations, access to health care. It happens all the time. And there needs to be remedies to redress because this is just about being your true authentic self. Who does it harm? Who does it hurt? But to deny people the dignity and the equal opportunity to be able to participate in society, it still continues to be a problem. And uh, talk about the the legal side of this. Uh, the SELU took Amy's case and, and won in the lower courts and won at the Court of Appeals. The argument being that, that this was discrimination counter to what federal law permits. Right. And it's important to keep in mind that gender identity is not specifically protected under state civil rights laws or federal civil rights laws. But the theory is sex discrimination, that discrimination based on gender stereotypes. In other words, you don't look, you don't act, you don't present the way society might think someone male or female should should be. That's the basis for these legal protections. And so the lower court held that it was sex discrimination, but said that there was a religious defense. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed, said it was sex discrimination, and that even though one might have a sincerely held religious belief about transgender people, that does not mean that they do not have to comply with civil rights law. And now the funeral home is asking the United States Supreme Court to take up this case. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had that wrong, that it wasn't that you won at the trial stage, uh, you lost and then won on appeal. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Uh, talk about how important it is to honor people like Amy the way you guys are tonight at the ACLU dinner. Well, I think, as, as Amy mentioned, it was a very difficult uh, decision for her to be able to come out to be herself mm -hmm. and to be able to come out at work 
and also to be willing to go public with her case, her situation. But she did so not only because she knew this was wrong and she wanted to write it, she also wanted to help other transgender people. Uh, This decision is an incredibly strong decision that can benefit so many people in the transgender community. And so in my eyes and in the ACLU eyes, Amy is a true hero because she knew that, uh, that what she was doing could make a better world for other people, and that should be honored. Uh, the Department of Justice has filed a brief in this case against Amy, sticking up for the funeral home. Uh, Amy, are, are you discouraged by what the Department of Justice is saying here? Are you worried about the fate of LGBT rights under the Trump administration? I'm very worried. Um, But all we can do is to do our best every day in what we strive to do. And hopefully everything will come out the way it should. I know it doesn't always happen that way, but we still have to try. And in that respect... I'm willing to go all the way as far as it takes. Uh, Jay, I'm sure there will be numerous amici uh, filed in this case uh, to to try to convince the court to take it or not. Uh, where are we, though, with with that level of advocacy around this issue uh, just a few years after uh, we have the the legalization of gay marriage. Uh, you know, I, I think you and I had a conversation after that about these next challenges and mm-hmm. how soon uh, we might get courts to to acknowledge that. Look, uh, this is not just a limited application of equality. It needs to be a broad one. Well, I think most of the federal courts have uniformly agreed that transgender people are protected against sex discrimination based on this gender stereotyping. But there's definitely a deliberate effort on the part of the Trump administration to roll back that kind of protection. We've seen uh, there was news about a proposed memo that would say that would change the definition of sex and gender to essentially erase transgender people from these civil rights protections. And so many times for every steps that we go forward, there are attempts to, to try to make us go back. Uh, but the Trump administration cannot rewrite federal civil rights law, and they can't undo federal legal precedent. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the spectrum here of, of equality, uh, I think it's also interesting, the idea that, uh, that transgender citizens are, are entitled to equal protection under the law is, is closely related to the idea that, that gay Americans are, are entitled to the same uh, at the same time, I think there are some people who would like to, to, to sort of bifurcate that question and not see it all as the same thing. I think that opponents on LGBT rights have recognized that the transgender community is maybe the more vulnerable community to be marginalized, to to have fears and mistruths spread. And that's been the tactic that we've seen since the marriage equality decision, more and more efforts targeting transgender people, uh, usually focusing on the issue of restrooms as a way to try to undercut the gains that have made, you know, in the LGBT civil rights movement. Yeah. Uh, Amy, if you could go back to work uh, where you were were working and and that things could sort of, I guess, be reset, would that would that would that make you feel as though this was a victory, uh, or uh, do you think it's it's a victory 
either either way. I mean, if you win uh, in court, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is how important was your job and the community of coworkers you had uh, to the to the question of uh, what, you challenging what they did to you. If I were able to go back to work at this point, yes, I'd go. Uh, as far as uh, fellow employees and colleagues, I had a lot more acceptance from them than I had from management. Hmm. Um, but either way, in the end, a win is still a win no matter how you look at it. And as I said, I'm here for the long haul to do whatever I can for as long as I can. Uh, Jay, the ACLU has had a really busy year <laughs> on a number of different fronts. Uh, but before we end, I want uh, to talk just a little about Prop 3, which I know you guys were deeply involved in framing and then pushing. I thought it was going to be pretty close to uh, Tuesday proved me wrong. <laughs> it was it was it passed overwhelmingly. Right, we had heard we had heard you know the polling and that had been done. Uh, you know, it sounded like it, things were looking very good for this proposal. And in having discussions with most people, uh, they were all on board about this because it really is about increasing. Uh, accessibility for voters and making voting easier. You know, we make it difficult in Michigan. We don't have early voting where the polls are open early. We've had limited in terms of access to absentee ballots. And this is an effort to try to get more people to to be able to participate in the democratic system. We estimate there'll be close to 400,000 additional voters in the 2020 election as a result of this. And you know, there's usually not too much controversy about having more people participate in the democratic process. Yeah, there shouldn't be, but no. uh, of course there is. Okay, the ACLU dinner is tonight at the Henry Ford. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can people still? We are pretty much sold out. Are you? But <laughs> <laughs> I guess people could try, but we're we're very fortunate and we're yeah. very grateful for the for the supportive response. Okay. Well, Jay Kaplan. Uh, project staff attorney at the ACLU of Michigan. Always great to have you here. Thank you so much, Steve. And Amy Stevens, uh, good luck to you in your continued battle for equality, and thanks very much for joining us to tell your story. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week. I will be back on Monday, and I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you next week.